Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. We really hope we'll see you there. Hello and welcome to Should I Delete That? This week's episode is brought to you in partnership by Get Into Teaching and we are joined by Ms Nicola Whiston, who is an assistant principal and math teacher from near Stoke-on-Trent. We're going to chat to Nicola about her career in teaching, how different every day looks, about how varied the job is and maybe some memorable moments. So welcome to the podcast, Nicola, and thank you so much for joining us. Morning, thank you for having me. So... I think we've both got snow this morning, have we? Oh no, you haven't got snow this morning. No, up north we haven't got snow for once today. I'm quite jealous, even though it looks really pretty outside right now. I know it's going to be an absolute nightmare, <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> so, would love to jump in with how long have you been teaching? It would be, it would be good to, if you could tell us a bit about how you got into teaching. What made you become a teacher? What was the, what was the impetus? So I, I think I've been teaching about 15 years now, something like that. I, um, I didn't go straight into teaching from university. I did a year with the nine to five and the four weeks holiday, that type of thing. Um, but I always wanted to be a teacher. I was just put off a bit in school by people being too nervous myself to speak in front of classes I was that student that didn't want to read in English or anything like that um but I loved PE and PE was what I wanted to do um and just I wasn't happy I just didn't feel like I was giving anything back or changing any lives and I felt very office-based and restricted and saw um sort of some get into teaching campaigns and they were actually looking for maths teachers. Now I was really, na- I was like naturally good at maths and liked it. Um, and that's what swayed me to go into maths and, and give that a go. So um, I just I just went for it and took a pathway in with a um, like a maths conversion course, enhancement course, because my degree wasn't in maths either. Um, and then this is where I've got to today. Amazing, and that was 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, a long time now. That was like, yeah, quite a big shift and quite a big jump to make. But did you just feel like this is, I know that this feels, this feels right? Yeah, I just felt quite restricted. And then as soon as I went into my teacher training, I just absolutely loved it. I loved that each day, um, each day was different, even though there was a a pattern and a a consistency of lessons and routine. But you never know what you're going to walk into as a teacher or what the kids are going to say to you. And and I love that. Yeah, amazing. Oh, that's that's so lovely. Um, and so, so like you said, you teach maths. You're naturally gifted at maths. Um, good for you. <laughs> I am. I am not. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> you you were Maths Teacher of the Year in 2018. That is really cool. Well done. Thank you. That that was amazing. It was really exciting. It was nice. It was more of a team achievement, I would say, um, because I was working in an amazing school and with an amazing department. But um, I feel really privileged. So yeah, I am really proud of that. Yeah, that's so cool. Have you got like a physical or uh, like a trophy or something? Yeah, you- I've got a trophy. It's in my downstairs toilet, which is just I think it's the place that all visitors go to see at some point so it sits in there but do you know as much as I loved it the kids loved it they loved that that was what they have and sometimes I still say it to my classes do you know I was maths teacher of the year and they often remind me that was in 2018 and not anymore miss is what they'll say to me (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it doesn't work anymore it holds absolutely no stigma for the teenagers I have in front of me (laughs) okay so you need to like go for it for 2023 or 2024 I just remind them once upon a time kids I was really great and now I'm the best you've got in front of you so enjoy it (laughs) so now you are assistant principal which is amazing yeah can you tell us about that trajectory and how that changed your your day-to-day yeah so I um my career pathway kind of went from being a, a teacher to second in department to leading a maths department which was really successful Um, Then I kind of moved schools and within the same trust and became assistant principal for teaching and learning, so classroom practice. Um, But that's because I love everything about teaching and being in the classroom and wanted to start to make a difference across school rather than just in my maths department. Um, So... The, the difference is it and it's sad in one way you you teach like I teach less now than I used to um which I miss and teaching is my favorite part of the day but what I really enjoy now is I get to work with all the new teachers into school so the ECTs and I get to mentor them and help them improve and work with other teachers across school to kind of implement whole school policies and getting I get into more classrooms and I know more about teaching now and more subjects than just maths which um I think it's really I just enjoy that it it gives me a wider picture of what's going on around a school amazing that sounds incredibly varied right yeah it does and I um like most people kind of just went into maths mode and for years I was like maths is the single most important subject in this school you will all pass maths (laughs) now I have started to learn a bit more about other subjects and starting to be able to talk to them about their other subjects more than because I just spend time in those lessons and start to get a feel for what's going on amazing so can you talk us through like a typical day of the life of Ms Whiston and how that might look yeah okay so I, I get into school about half seven and get all my printing done for the day normally so that's all ready to go about eight o'clock I go into a SLT meeting so with the senior team and we just run through the logistics of the day um but by quarter past eight my coat's on and I'm down on the estate around school down by Tesco kind of clearing the kids up to school and um saying hi to the parents dealing with any community issues that have happened um school starts at half eight and it's a bit of a corridor sweep getting everybody into where they should be um Then when lessons are on, I will either be teaching or we'll be in and out of other lessons, supporting them with the quality of teaching in those classrooms, 
feeding back on what's happening around school. Um, every day I have a lunch duty. So every day I'm on year 11 lunch, um, normally monitoring the ins and outs of the toilets and outside and checking they're, they're all behaving. We deal with parents through the day as well. So a lot of the time, our best route to challenging behaviour in the school is to speak to the parents as well. Um, so that's a, a bigger part of the day now than I would imagine dealing with students who are making poor choices and with parents to support that. Um, then we get to the end of the day and I'll go down to Tesco duty again. So tidy up the end of the day down there, make sure everybody's going home and behaving. And then we will do either a meeting or a CPD, which is really nice after school or some sort of enrichment. So maths club or there's loads of sports clubs and things going on in school as well. That is that is a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it is. My steps, the steps in this school, we normally get up to about 14,000 steps a day in that little space of time. Definitely not a job where you you have a low step count, but working in a school. Wow, that's mad. <laughs> that is a lot of steps. <laughs> yeah, it is. Until you start to look at it, you don't realise how many there are. Do you... This is a this is a big question and probably a very annoying one that like it's, it's hard to answer, but... It's, it sounds to me that you really, yeah. I mean, I can, I feel like I can tell that you're very passionate about your job. Yeah. And yeah. Do, is that, is that right? Like, do you love it? I, I honestly love it. I just, I would not want to do a single other thing. I love coming into work. I love, um, I love the challenges that each day brings, but I just love the familiarity of the thousand kids that walk through this building who greet you with a hi miss or all right mucker or whatever little familiar terms you've got with each other. Um, even some of the more challenging ones who you know each day is going to start with a chase to the locker to put the trainers in the locker, but they still do that same routine with you every day. Um, and that's just part of their coming to school and your, your greeting with them. So, um, I love I love all of that. I love the little conversations and getting to know the the like teenagers as they grow up and I just love it all. I honestly love it all. On on that, is there like a moment, a really memorable moment that was super rewarding to you about teaching that kind of that kind of like sticks in your that sticks in your mind? Um I think it's always child-based. So there was a boy who, I, when I started in this school, he was in year nine and he really struggled. But they had maths every day, last lesson, and he just couldn't cope with that. So for all of year nine, I, I didn't teach year nine at that time, but he would sit in my office and I'd just teach him maths, basically to try and get this boy to sit in one place. Um, and we kind of got to know each other over the years and I got to know his family and his mum was very poorly, um... And actually, she's since passed away, which is really sad. Um, but he is one of those things that not, no one thought he was going to make it through school. He was looking like he was going to get permanently excluded. And then we formed this relationship where he would just be at my door every time something started to go wrong and we'd fix it. And he had sort of diagnosis for ADHD, I think, and they weren't sure if he had autism, but he just really struggled with school. However, he got there and that last day, he actually struggled to say bye to me on the last day so came back and it was that moment of like you've made it you've actually finished school you've got some GCSEs um and like I said his mum sadly passed away since then and and what happened was his big brother turned up on Tesco duty the same day his mum passed away 
to see me because I'd been with the whole family and he just gave me got out of the car and gave me a hug and he's this huge 20 year old man now the big brother um and I was waiting for this boy I was like where is he I've not seen him is everything okay and then he turned up three days later at the end of the school day at the front of school and just stood there like do you know he's about six foot three and a boxer now and just looked at me and I was like do you just he just needed a hug and he just started crying and it's that type of thing that's rewarding when you kind of get someone through school and then they've left school and the worst things ever happened to them that could happen and they you're the person they come back to get a hug from um it's just you know or a hug or someone just to cry to it's that type of thing that makes it all worth it (laughs) I'm crying now (laughs) (laughs) I know it's there are great it's just great it's the the touch you have on families that you don't realize you have um but teachers do it to me. I've got a daughter and, and I've got there's someone at that school that helps me with my two daughters as well. And they, they have a massive impact, don't they, on your family life? Totally, totally. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's really magical. I feel quite emotional on that. <laughs> that's amazing, though. <laughs> and it's amazing to have that. It's such a, a wider impact. Like, not just, yeah. because I've always thought about it, like teaching is, you know, just the impact on the, you know, the student who is in your class, your physical classroom. Yeah. But actually, it's the wider impact of the family as well. It's whole families, yeah. Sometimes you see in school, good teachers keep families together as well because teenagers are hard and they're hard to bring up and they're hard to manage. So if you've got another outlet at school where you kind of have... Sometimes I've I've got a new boy, he's in year eight, and the way I rang his mum was, hi, Mrs, you know, whatever your name is. Me and you are about to become best friends. We've got four years now and he's going to last in school. So I'm going to ring you every day. Um, and he'll be misbehaving so I'll sit next to him in class and email his mum while he's next to me you know so he sees that I'm talking to his mum and and this is because a lot of our kids have attachment issues and really attached to their parents and have spent a long time with them and school's a long time to be away from your parents isn't it when when you can just message them at the weekend every time you want so yeah the I'm digressing sorry the impact you can have on families is is enormous it's not just what happens in the seven hours they're in school or six hours they're in school oh my god that's so lovely to hear and you're so right it is like I remember being at school and like missing my mum so and this was before mobile phones yeah. were a thing so I could not get in contact with her obviously for the I don't know how I can't remember how long it is like eight hours that you're in school for and it felt like really really painful I kind of yeah yeah and phones make that a bit worse because if you've got that they can you want to be in contact just all the time immediately but you can't be on phones in school so then what happens is you create a behavior barrier which you don't intend to create um so it's it's being that link between a child and their mum if they're struggling with the attachment so they're not in trouble for using the phone but they still feel safe because they've got a link to to that person that yeah that raised this do you know what i'd love to jump back to something that you mentioned at the very beginning when you said like you weren't sure about getting into teaching because you weren't very good at speaking in class you were one of the people the students who was always nervous about speaking in class and I wonder now um I was exactly the same I was absolutely terrified of it you know like head head down whatever there might might have been an, an, an opportunity um and I wonder now how you deal with that in your own classroom and how you deal with that situation for those students who also feel like that because I guess I, I really struggled with that in school and I found that quite I found that quite difficult. Yeah, I'm actually not sco- sure if school's maybe just a bit different than it was when, when we went to school, but um, the, the kids are quite happy to read out. However, we are very in- 
I want to say inclusive. So from the moment they walk in, there's kind of a no opt out expectation in, in the school. And that's the same in a lot of schools where if we are asking questions, we, we work on it. There's a big agenda in school, though, and it's um, about personal development. So what we do in, in our school and in every other school now is it's about growing students, not just about they don't just come to school to learn. They come to school to become kind of British citizens and um you, you grow them. So part of our personal development agenda is building confidence in the kids to speak and have a voice. And we run social action projects and youth voice projects and, and all of this. And we have lovely things for kids who can't speak in class, like a garden school where they will go out with a group of vulnerable students and they, they have a voice because they aren't around people that they feel they can't speak in front of. And so we grow them from year seven to learn to, to have that confidence and have their voice heard. That's amazing that is so wonderful that's really really it's great lovely. isn't it so you say you're not because you're assistant principal now you don't do as much teaching but you're still in the classroom a lot yeah um, and yeah. teaching and I'd love to know lesson to lesson like it must be completely unpredictable you know especially with kids like adults are a bit more predictable like yeah kids it's like hugely unpredictable I wonder if you can remember a day where something happened that you just did not expect at all. I think um, the one the one that really strikes me in, in this current school, and that might be because I'm in more of a senior position, but we had a... The kids in my in the community where I live, they struggle leaving their local area. This very, you know, we're very driven by sort of postcodes and things like that. And we had an incident a few years ago where a, a parent had said, "There's been an incident in the community tonight. Um, one of the boys has has been hurt, but none of them are, are wanting to talk about it." So the next day, when this group of Year Elevens came to school, we had to be prepared for something that we didn't know what was going to happen, and we had a a couple of different groups within the same place so um that day felt really strange because what we had to do was split boys up as they came in and sort of talk to them about what had happened the night before and um check that they were behaving themselves in the community and things and that really rattles a a school when something you know when we know what's happening before the kids know we know, but that's part of leadership in schools. The kids don't realise how much teachers know what's going on. They think we're blind to it. Um, so I think that was the unexpected because you never want to hear... We were worried, you know, you spend the whole night worried that one of your ch- kids has been badly hurt and you just want to get them into school today to almost head count and check you've got everybody you should have. Um, so I think that's one of the days that that really shook me. Do you know, you realise that they're still children and they're vulnerable and you just want them all to turn up the next day, basically. Yeah, that must be hard. And, and yet another another aspect, I guess, of teaching that I really hadn't, that I hadn't sort of considered. I think it's, it's from the outside, it just looks like, oh, like, you know, teacher just comes into the classroom and teaches a lesson and like, that's, that's it. But actually there's so much more to it. It is, yeah. And every teacher in the building, or it might be just be a privilege, but every teacher in every building I've ever worked in cares so much about every kid that's in front of them. Nobody in these buildings just walks in, clocks on, teaches their lesson and, and clocks out. They, they come in and they care about everybody that's in front of them. And I think that's, that's the nice thing about schools, isn't it? And what makes them important. Yeah, it's lovely. On this show, we talk about a lot about social media, and mm-hmm. I guess a lot of the thing, the lot, a lot of the focus around the harms of social media is on young people. 
and I go I I I talk about I get asked about it a lot in interviews and on panels and I guess my experience um I, I don't I'm not a mum I don't know any teenagers I don't really understand fully I can grasp it and we've got some statistics of how social media is impacting younger people but I would love to know from you as someone on the ground and, you know, with constantly with young people who I imagine are con- constantly on social media, yeah. you know, day in, day out, hour in, hour out, probably. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know what you, yeah, you know, what your take on social media is um because as well I've learned that you use social media to your benefit with teaching so I'd love to hear a little bit about that if that's all right so I think it it I'm not a massive fan of it if I'm honest with kids and I feel lucky to have grown up in a generation that didn't have social media until I was basically an adult and and even then I've felt you know we've all felt at times how it can make you feel which isn't always great is it um but I think I've used it in an educational setting and it's been really great because that is how the kids find information. So with them having, we had a kind of a school maths account that drove the students and showed them what they were needing to revise and put videos on for them and gave them little snippets and used it as rewards and they loved getting on the social media account um and the parents loved it because it showed achievement. So in that sense, it drove achievement in the years I've used it successfully um, another school in my trust used TikTok amazingly and they the teachers do these incredible videos that I, I mean if it happened in our school I'd, I'd love it I don't know how they fit that in but it's amazing that they do um, and I think that's really current and shows teachers in a, a light that they are human beings who can have a, a laugh and and want to kind of get the kids to come in with them I just think it's it's just it's like an extra it's part of their hand you know this is their default to have it in their hand now and 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 just scroll they scroll mindlessly so it's that part of it that just makes me sad really about the kids use of social media so I do think it it can have its benefits but it's just something that's there isn't it and we just it's our job just to educate them how to use it properly we do a lot of work on kindness and respect in school and so I think they're the morals that teachers and schools can help you know put on to students and children aren't they and I, I think that's the key isn't it is education around social media it's it's there it's not going anywhere you know we have to learn to adapt to deal with it and learn to how to make it as safe and easy as possible for young people. And I do think it's good to highlight the benefits of it as well, especially in school. I think that's really, yeah, that's that's really great. So if someone you knew or someone listening to this podcast was thinking about getting into teaching, what would you say to them? What would you tell them? Oh, I love this question because my answer for this, and I say it to every kid in school, is like, it's like, honestly, teaching is, it's the best job. And I could not imagine what I would do if I wasn't a teacher um it's it's really hard and you get emotionally attached to these kids but they change your life like you change theirs and I've met so many people that are young people that will grow up and um I know I've made a difference in their lives and they've made a difference or an impact in mine um but I love it you get an hour a day in secondary school with each class and and they roll in and they roll out and each hour you get greeted again and you get a fresh start um 
and I just love it. And and I think there's loads of room for career progression. I'm I'm like lovely and ambitious in one sense, and I don't feel like there's any limits in teaching. So I like that as well. It's not a career that starts and ends just in the classroom. There's so much more to there it. There really is, and I feel I feel like you've done a great job at illustrating that for us today. Um, and honestly it's amazing what you do and it's so clear how passionate you are and how involved you are in these children's lives and and helping to enrich them so that is really cool thank you so much for joining us today and a huge thank you to get into teaching as well for partnering on this special episode of should i delete that um if if you have been inspired by listening to ms whiston i have <laughs> but i think it might be too late for me <laughs> and are looking for a career where every day is totally totally different and every lesson can shape a life then search get into teaching now to find out more